Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi, this is FBL Focal from YouTube. You may not be aware, but I now convert all my videos into podcasts. You can find all the podcast links at linktree.com slash FBLFocal. That's linktree.com slash FBLFocal. Welcome back for another video. In today's video, I'll be running through the Game Week 6 team selection, transfer plans and thoughts heading into this game week. It's another quick turnaround for a Saturday deadline before things calm down a bit. So if you missed the Game Week 6, play us to buy video that will be on screen at the end. I want to take a quick moment to thank all the newest members and patrons who are on screen now. If you'd like to support the channel by joining, it gets you early access to videos, a badge by your name in the comments and streams, and also a private channel on the Discord where I'm online every day chatting. There's also a tier for team feedback if that's of interest. Let's start with a look back at how the team got on. 78 points all out, which was a green arrow. The patience with the City defensive duo was repaid. It's always looking like an easy hold for Forrester home and a hold for Villa in game week 6 too. Cancelo scored a weldy from outside the box with just 0.05 xG. No bonus points despite that and the clean sheet surprisingly. Martinelli and Jesus chipped in with important goals as Arsenal went on to beat Aston Villa. Arsenal were very unfortunate to lose their clean sheet as Ramsdale was impeded for Villa's goal which came directly from Lewis's corner. The biggest frustration was Rodrigo's injury, dislocating his shoulder barely 30 minutes into the game. It's another fire to put out but we will deal with it. It was a close call between Salah or Haaland for captaincy and well done if you did go for Haaland. In the end, thanks to Salah's very late assist and bonus points, the swing wasn't too significant. 37 points if you own both and Captain Salah, or 44 points if you own both and Captain Haaland. So a difference of 7 all in all. Captaincy for Game X6 certainly shaping up to be another interesting one. Let's take a look at how the team's set to line up. Edison travel to Villa, who have lost their last three in a row now, and they're also fourth worst for expected goals, which is promising for City clean sheet hopes. Man City still top the table for expected goals conceded too, with just 3.21 xGC. It's a tricky one in game 7 if you are doubled up, when City face Spurs. If you are doubled up, perhaps an opportunity to move one on. The back four is Trent Cancelo, Kukure and Williams. Trent's ran hot and cold this season. Newcastle played very well against them in Game Week 5 despite missing several important players and it was just the two-pointer for Trent. The Game Week before he did show what he's capable of with a goal assist, clean sheet and two bonus. Easy hold for now. 
Cancelo took just a single shot against Forrest, which was the one he scored. Last week, one of the talking points was his huge drop-off in underlying numbers in his new role. Last season, he was second among defenders for expected goal involvement and currently 35th this season. However, the takeaway was that he's a hold for the time being and he did deliver. Chelsea have sorely missed Kante and Kovacic in their starting eleven, and they'll be looking for an immediate response after a loss to Southampton. It's a London derby and a tough home fixture to West Ham, who held Spurs to a one-all draw in Game Week 5. There's a slight doubt that Kukure gets rotated at some point. However, with the Champions League starting up next week, perhaps he rests then and Chilwell plays in their game versus Dynamo Zagreb. It's clear that Tuchel trusts Kukure more than Chilwell at the moment. If you've got the Who to Buy video, you might recall Nico was right up there among the defender projections. This season, Trent's top for expected goal involvement among defenders, Rhys James second, and then it's Nico Williams third, 1.2 XGI. Bournemouth have conceded 16 goals, five more than any other team. They did of course lose by nine to Liverpool, however, but Nico looks like a great one to start this game week if you need him. The midfield is Salah, Luis Diaz, Martinelli and Rodrigo. Salah gets the armband as it stands. I'm sure it'll be another divided game week for captaincy. Haaland really is something special, back-to-back hat-tricks and he's yet to blank. The emotional decision is to chuck the armband on him and not look back. It's not always easy, but FPL decision-making must be made about emotion. Rage transfers are another good example. For me, it's very close and not locked in yet. It will boil down to the expected minutes of Haaland. We're aware of Pep's remarks on Haaland not playing every three days once the schedule gets busy. However, this doesn't immediately point towards a bench in Game 6 either. As we saw against Forrest, he's capable of a hat-trick and less than half a football as well. Everton have been really poor too, though, conceding the third most chances down their left flank, which is Salah's side. Let me know in the comments where you're leaning for captaincy this game week. Everton are actually ranked third worst for chances conceded down their right flank as well, which could point towards a free-for game week for Diaz and Salah. Perhaps Robertson and Trent too. Everton are rock bottom in the league for crosses conceded down their right flank. Many of us own Trent and Diaz, so it'll be the dream combo if they can link up for something this weekend. Rodrigo has become an immediate problem in the team and he'll be sold as soon as he came in. It's one of those things in football and you can never account for an unpredictable injury like this. I imagine he'll be out for a while with a dislocated shoulder, so I'll talk about who am I up to replace him shortly. Up top it's Jesus and Haaland. After five game weeks, Jesus is second for non-penalty expected goals with 3.3. Haaland's top with 4.75. He's taken 22 shots in total, 19 of which were inside the box. Arsenal have their toughest fixture of the season so far, travelling to Old Trafford. Man United have kept one clean sheet so far, so it should be a close game. Haaland is the vice-captain as it stands. In my eyes, it is close between him and Salah, but I have to say there's an absolutely massive opportunity to move up the ranks if Haaland's benched for this one, though he would need to make a cameo off the bench without getting any returns, or at least Salah would need to outscore him. The gimmick 6 projections have Salah above Haaland, but minutes are a huge factor in that. On the bench, it's Ward, Saliba, Andreas and Archer. Saliba's a decent option off the bench just in case required, as is Andreas. After a second assist last game week, it's without a doubt Andreas is the best budget mid in the game. Looks good to even start him in game week 8 when their fixtures turn. So Rodrigo's an immediate problem in the team. The plan would have been to roll the transfer, but instead he'll have to make way. There's a few players being considered. The player most of my thinking is Trossard. I love the look of Brighton's next two, home to Leicester and then away to Bournemouth. He tends to pop up with a haul or two every season and these are the type of fixtures it's possible in. He started the season and left wing back. New signing Estupinian has come into Brighton's starting 11 playing there and he has impressed. So as a result, Trossard has been pushed further forward. In Gemic 5, his average position was actually the furthest forward it's been all season. 
Gross is another option being considered, also from Brighton. He's 0.6 mil cheaper and actually on more points so far. That said, he's taken 5 shots in the box to Trossard's 10. I feel that Trossard is the highest ceiling pick, which is ultimately what I'm chasing. So Maxman wasn't my thinking too, but after missing the last match or injury, he may be a risk too far. Ward-Prowse is also a great replacement who's flying under the radar. Tomorrow's video will be the Game Week 6 Experts Team Reveal. It'll be very interesting to see what the experts do with Rodrigo as many of them picked him up last Game Week. Make sure you subscribe for that. That wraps up the Game Week 6 Team Selection. Thanks for watching. And again, thanks to the Patreons and the YouTube members. Links below if you're interested in joining. See you soon for the next one. Podcast Network.